I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders past, present and emerging. Hi everyone, this is Bianca coming to you. Just throwing in a little disclaimer, we had a lot of issues. <laughs> we had a lot of technical issues with this episode and I've had to painstakingly stitch together all of this audio and there are some parts where the audio is just, it's not great and I don't know how to fix that and personally I can't. I can't give any more to this podcast than I already have to this episode. (laughs) So I apologize in advance for some issues you may hear with the audio. I know it might not be the best quality and I know that the sound levels might be a little bit off. Trust and believe I've done everything in my power to fix that but I've come to an end (laughs) I have come to an end so yeah I I'm aware that there might be some issues but regardless I hope you enjoy the episode and yeah hopefully this will never happen again because I don't think I could personally handle it okay bye enjoy the app oh it's a little podcast babe I have just started listening to music. (laughs) Hand a fluffer, like it's very specific. There's no reason you can't have a cult focused on garlic bread. Oh, with the boys. When you ate it, it tasted like you were eating poison. You're right there, darling. First of all, that's not standard issue. Astronaut wear. Aren't you? Yeah, other people. I know what other people are, Annie. Oh my God. Tuck it into your waistband. Can sometimes be seen at the top of the waistband being like. You would be the most annoying ghost. You know what? I'd like to be better at bringing my cat into work in a sneaky way. Chicken, where do you get your protein from? I don't even know why I call you my best friend. (laughs) You're listening to We Want to Be Better, the socially conscious, upskilling comedy podcast hosted by me, Bianca Ismolovsky. And me, Annie Nolan. And we're back. We are. I, I feel like the last episode, like we did an episode a few weeks ago. A few weeks. A few months ago and we were like, we're back. And, and, now, we're we do- <laughs> and now we're doing it again. We're back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Annie and I have been doing the comedy festival. So we've been a bit busy. Yeah. It's, it's been great though. Oh, it's great. Absolutely. The second it was over, crushed and burnt. I, <laughs> I literally had like... A three week come down, I feel. I was just mm. wrecked. I mean, yeah. it was the best experience of my life. Yeah. Well, it, it was up there. It was good. It was good. How did you find doing a stand up show for the first time? I loved it. Mm. Like, I never, ever thought I could do that. And I did it. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You killed it. You were really good. You killed it. Someone messaged me and was like, the best part of the show was I would look at you and you would just be staring at Annie with such love and adoration in your face. And I was like, that's true love. And I was like, yeah, like literally, I'd just be like, <laughs> I'd just be standing on stage, look at you and be like, I'm so proud of her. She's amazing. Yeah. So Aww, that's so sweet. I felt the same way about you. Maybe it just didn't show in my face as much or something. <laughs> <laughs> like your face literally when you don't know what is going on. is uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, we like probably should talk about this. So look, I have a business oh by the way recording from it we're recording at uncanny animals um that is a bricks and mortar 
on the street with other traders around. Yeah. You know, I've actually got a building. Like a business. And I've got employees. It's yeah. really cool. They're all really cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. And he's like, they're all really cool. Annie, I think you like hired people just to be your friend. It's. I know. It's really bad. <laughs> nah, they're really competent too. But yeah, there are times where I'm like, oh, don't work. Just stand here and talk with me. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't know if you hide me this first. Yeah. But um, one of them actually has diagnosed ADD, mm-hmm. attention deficit disorder, and she's convinced, absolutely convinced, right, that I have it. I was like, no, I don't. Don't go around, you know, you know these people. Don't diagnose me. Don't yeah. Diagnose. No, I've, I'm definitely, I think I do now. Like I'm pretty sure. Well, so at the show. Yes. I I'm on stage <laughs> doing a thing that like lots of people would be so scared to do. Yeah. You know, stand up in front of a crowd. And there are just moments where I am not there. Yeah. I am not there. And Bianca, you would look at me and you'd be like, yep, that's it. Delivered my part and your turn, <laughs> Annie. And I would just wide eye you and be like, I'm sorry. I totally wasn't listening again. Yeah. Annie. <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay, for those of you who don't know, Annie and I had never done a stand-up show before. We'd done live podcasting, right? And a stand-up show is different because it's the same show each time, right? The hardest thing for me, after two shots, I was bored. Yeah. (laughs) I like two two nights in a row and then I was like, oh, this is – and, you know, I actually turned to you I'm like – this is easy now. Like we were getting mm. – I thought this was going to be really like scary and hard because, you know, you've got to be like funny. It's a stand-up show. You've got to mm. be funny. I'm like, no, we are getting up on stage and doing podcasts. Like none of it's rehearsed. We're just hoping that it's going to be funny. Yeah, you don't know what's going to come out of your mouth. You don't ever know what's going to happen. And so you're just like always present. Well, no, I'm not. Even then I sort of zone out sometimes. But mm. – the stand-up show, there's like lines. Well, yeah. not lines. But like there's, there's a general gist. There's a, str- a general gist. I love that every other professional comedian <laughs> is like, yeah, I've got, you know, a bit and I work on which we bits hit solid harder. solid dot points. Yeah, and Annie and I were just like sort of winging it for the first night because we didn't know – we had not done the show. No. Uh, so on the way there, I was freaking out because we'd only run through it like – once or twice, but not even in completion. We'd never done the show. And when we were driving there, I just turned to Annie and I said, I don't think I can do this. And my problem with it is that like, <laughs> I just don't think it's funny. <laughs> like I, which is a problem for a comedy show, but I was like, I just don't like, like it's you my- <laughs> like, mm, do you think on the way to the show, <laughs> mm, do you think that this is even funny? Yeah. And I, I just, was like, I don't actually know, but guess what? It's a bit late now. I don't think it's funny. And then we, we did it and it was funny, but I will say, the stress of doing a live podcast, particularly a comedy podcast, is that like you're on fucking edge all the time because if there hasn't been a laugh in a few minutes, you're like, well, I better say something funny now. And you've got to like think like what's funny, (laughs) be funny. But like with the comedy show, you just, you know that a funny bit's coming up. Like you know that bit's going to land. you get so relaxed that like honestly, I was... I was relaxed, yes, but I was present. (laughs) You were so relaxed. At one point, I do remember one thing I thought of on stage and I was like, God, whiteboards are so expensive. That's what I thought in the middle of my show because like that day I'd been like looking up the price of whiteboards because I wanted to buy a whiteboard and then Bianca turned to me, she'd said her bit and I was like, 
Oh, I don't think I'm thinking of stuff that's actually appropriate on stage. Why are whiteboards so expensive? Anyway, sorry, I digress. Are they expensive? Yeah, they're like quite expensive. Yeah, no, the thing is with a whiteboard, I will say, is that you need a, a quality, you need a quality one. one because yeah. you need the ink to. Yeah, you need the ink to actually rub off. And you don't want it left the residual Mm-mm. markers. No, absolutely not. You want not. it to wipe nicely. I want a clean whiteboard slate yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah. So – Comedy festival was fun. And it was hard for you to perform with me, but yes. No, it wasn't hard at all. Okay, good. I, had to, I did solo shows, Annie, and don't get me wrong, I loved it. But I was like, man, it's much easier on stage with Annie. Oh, that's good. That makes me feel a little bit good about Yeah, because at least I look better in comparison to some. No, I'm oh! just. <laughs> well, I actually thought, because I went to your, you're a cunt, by the way. I, I went to your, I went to your show. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you're all polyamorous and whatever mm. nowadays. I'm not polyamorous. I just, want to step, I just want to step in and say I'm not polyamorous. Well, whatever. You just I'm an ethical slutty. non-monogamy okay. relationship. Uh, yes, I'm slutty. I'm not polyamorous because I don't have time for relationships with people. But I kind of like, yeah, you love it. I love it. But I realised that uh, I maybe felt a little bit insecure watching you be on stage without me. Yeah, 100%. I thought, yeah. oh, no. And, you know, I was like, whoa. I was so amped. I was like, you know, that's my best friend on stage. Woohoo. And then, like, you got really too good. And then I thought, <laughs> okay, all right. You know, medium good would have been good. But now she's actually genuinely funny. Really, really, you know. It would have been great if I fumbled a bit. Out. Yeah, no yeah, fumbles. Yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I just – I was too I was too good. I like, was what like, can I say? Oh, my God. But, yeah, no, but then – the second day, because I did the first show and that was great, like solo. The second show, I freaked out because I was not prepared enough because what I will say is that every other live show we've done, you've done a lot of notes where I've sort yeah. of just been like, I'll just come in on the day, whatever. Yeah. So I didn't prepare enough. I freaked out and I literally like ran off the stage and cried. And I was like so happy to later on that night get back on the stage with you uh, because I was just I like- you love a note. I was like, this is home. Mm. Like being on the stage with you is much better. Like being out there on my Aww. own. I don't know. I got too cocky there for a minute, Thanks. but you can't do that. It's you're better off in the duo. Stick to what you know, Aww. Bianca. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. But after the comedy festival, I crashed and burned. Uh, oh, like, yeah. yeah, I collapsed into myself I like mean, a dying star. I actually got a chest infection. <laughs> like um, I was so sick. I laid in bed just holding myself. My breasts broke out in a rash. So I don't know what that means, but mm. I was run down. Let's just say yeah. that. But yeah, so the show was really good. And... <laughs> If I do say that. (laughs) (laughs) No, okay. The experience was really good and the show was good, which is great because, as I said, on the way there, I was like, it's not funny and that's going to be – we're going to run into some problems. Yeah. (laughs) Having a comedy show that's not funny. Yeah. But thankfully it was funny, so good for us. Do you want to reveal something to the listeners now about the show? Because I will just say – Before, like when we did the show, we have been holding on to some juicy, juicy information, right? Because we were like, we want to save this for the live show. And someone messaged us during the festival and was like, I saw the show and I listened to your podcasts, both of your podcasts, like religiously. Cannot believe you'd kept all of this under wraps because I thought I knew everything about you. Because we're so candid on the the podcast that people think they know us intimately. Turns out we can hide some shit from you people. So, I mean, some of it though is... Also, 
it was a lot to live and a lot of it was not even my secret to share, if that makes any sense. But also I've realised, you know, because we, we talked between us and we're like, do I even say this still on the podcast? Because we want to tour that show. We do want to tour the show. We want to, we want to take it interstate. Yeah. And we were kind of like, well, we're not going to say anything because yeah. it would ruin it for the interstate people. Yeah. But I also think – Well, it's our lives. It's our lives. But also, I mean – it's the revealed in the first five minutes of the show. Exactly. But also it would actually impinge on our podcast having mm. to step around things because mm. I've had to like not release episodes of Damsel Under Stress lately because I was just saving content for yeah. the live shows. And then I'm like, but I can't release episodes now. I can't mm. give my full give to damsel under stress well, because I'm holding on to stuff. Potty, we love you. We're loyal to you. You're our number one. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just share it. We're just going to share it. Every woman has a secret and my secret happens to be a little bigger. And what exactly is my secret? <laughs> Why it's Alyssa's secret. So let's okay. not go into the whole story, but no. you just say the facts. Just say like the one big. The one big fact is my mum and dad have broken up because my dad is gay. That's. In that's a nutshell. That's, yeah. I mean, that's really just random. No, that's no details. All the rest of the details are in the show. You should get tickets. <laughs> yeah, but we're saying it so that things that pop up in the future, like, for example, you're going to a drag show on Friday yeah. with your dad because he is definitely living his best gay life. Weird. <laughs> I mean, I like, I, I mean, I love that. I mean, it, oh, God. I say it all in the show. It's been really traumatic uh it's it's been a mind fuck there has been Mm. you know and this is what I don't say in the show but it's been like quite a confusing time for me personally Mm -hmm. like I've looked back on my life and I've been thinking you know kind of what's a lie and what's not like I Mm. I get my mum's going has gone through that even more so and it's been like really heartbreaking for her but hello I was like brought up in the catholic church Mm. when every weekend yeah um all this stuff and I don't know there's a lot okay even just like little things that were like once sweet and now like what the (laughs) fuck like my first ever dog this beautiful basset hound that we had its name was promises oh god my dad which by the way before we even get into the fact that your dad is gay terrible name for a dog I'm sorry it got called prom as a nickname I would hope prom. it got called anything other than Promises. Please. Prom. Was it nickname? Yeah, pro- yeah, good. I'm, I'm saying Prom is good. Yeah. But it was named because my mum said she always wanted a Basset, which is weird because my mum's actually not really a massive animal lover. I don't know why. But anyway, she got dad got this dog for her and it was to symbolise all the promises he would keep for her or something. Now, that's like so sweet mm. until you find out that, he had one big fucking lie from the moment yeah. he was with her. So, like, there's True. just, like, constant things like that that I'm like, oh, oh. Also, I'm sure – I'm assuming promise promises died. Yeah. So, does that mean that She's his promises him. die as well? Yeah. Like, is it like, is it like, here's this gift of it my promises, be, yeah. which will not last sure, forever. Sure, <laughs> sure. It was only a seven-year thing. Yeah. When, we, when we buried her out at the airport – that's where she's buried, by the way, because she loved planes and Dad lived at the airport for a while. So, she's buried at an airport, like a little Plus, regional airport. super cute. Yeah. So, yeah, when we buried her, obviously – 
he was like, well, that's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> well, uh, the dog goes down with my promises. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, it's been like quite a ride. My yeah. father is gay. Never would have picked it. I got to tell you, it was the most surprising text message I've received, to, mm. to be to be fair. I mean, and again, so not to give away too much of the show, but you came to the family breakdown. I was there, yep. Yep, so you're really <laughs> enmeshed in my family. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, coronavirus happened and yeah. I got <laughs> locked in Melbourne and while my family was breaking in Ballarat. Yeah. I mean, kind of a blessing in disguise. And not even in disguise, like no. just a blessing, just to be honest. Just straight up, yeah. like, pretty happy about yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That, yeah, Dan Andrews has said I can't go past that. I honestly forgot. Like, I forgot about your family's breaking down because mm. of all the coronavirus. And then, like, I remember, like, I don't know, in August maybe, you were like, oh, you know, dad's moving somewhere or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> your family, like, fully broke down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, everyone – um it was, it was a time. Like, there was a lot that happened in 2020. Yes. Um, more so than just coronavirus. Like, yeah, your dad came out of the closet and your yeah. family broke down. So. And, mm. yeah, and it's funny because, I don't know, I think that, I don't know, I just look back and I think, God, I look like such a dickhead. Why? You know, there's so many moments where... Um, <laughs> I want to know how you look like a dickhead over your dad being gay. Please. Well, Unless you were going around telling everyone my dad is the straightest man that ever existed, then maybe. Well, hold on a second. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, I did say my mum and dad, 32 years they were together. Yeah. Like I so in love. And honestly, the sex. right up until, oh, heard them have sex all the time. Yeah. Fuck, he put in the hard yards. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, your you dad know, was making promises and I, keeping them. Like yeah, that's the hard like, work. Gross. But, <laughs> you know, and they were so intimate and so close. Mm. Right up until the day that it all burnt to the ground. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. But I feel a bit of a dick because, I mean, you know me and like well before the plebiscite, I was <laughs> obviously – I am part of the LGBT community despite mm-hmm. being in a heterosexual monogamous relationship and I have been quite enmeshed in the community for mm. a long time. I am the B in LGBT. But I had been doing some work, not work. I'd, I'd been trying to campaign for the rights of, yeah. you know, the community. Petitioning and for people's I, rights. I literally like organised a day back in my hometown, which was to encourage people from the country areas specifically about gay pride and acceptance mm. and like a, a, a trans child came out after we did it it was like amazing oh and we organized like the two best afl women's clubs to play Mm. like it was honestly it it was an amazing time but my mum and dad were front row seats Mm -hmm. and i just thought I, i don't know i just look back and i'm like am i a dickhead this whole time i'm like be who you can you know want to be yeah. and all of this stuff like worry not worrying about people but just really I don't know and no. then I think God this whole time it was right there in front of me and but that's not your like that's not you being a dickhead I mean you know your dad presumably went into the closet a long time ago oh, yeah. and just probably thought it was maybe safer for him to be in the closet. Like there is a myriad mm. of reasons, right? And the world has thankfully 
progressed a yeah. lot. And so he probably just didn't feel safe enough to come out, you know? Like, yeah. but that doesn't make you the dickhead. I mean. Mm. Yeah, it's just weird, isn't it? I but mean. totally. It's like, I don't know, maybe you just feel like, oh, like I'm ca- campaigning and like I'm a safe space to come out too. Is that what mm. you mean? Like, you know. No, I just feel like. Here I am jumping around in rainbows, like, <laughs> come on, everyone, be who you've got to be and stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, not that I think that it's easy for people. It's not. But I was like, how about addressing what's going on? Like, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, I know yeah. I didn't know, but like it was happening in my own, it's not even in my own family. Mm. It's in my it's my fucking dad. Yeah. It's yeah. not even, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, honestly, it's not even, I don't know, a cousin or something. It's so bizarre to me. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's really good and I'm glad that it's actually happened, but it is a bit confusing. But I, I will say, I mean, while you might feel like a dickhead, it's people like you. It's everyone that is campaigning. It's everyone constantly making homosexuality and LGBTQIA+. Like it's all of it making it more acceptable that has allowed your dad eventually to come out of the closet. Mm -hmm. So if no one was doing that stuff, then he probably would still be feeling the same amount of shame and fear that he felt when he went into the closet the first time. So it all adds up. So don't mm-hmm. feel like a dickhead. Yeah. I understand what you mean though. It's like it was yeah. like right under your nose. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, come on. It's a little bit <laughs> embarrassing. But it's like, yeah. I well, mean, obviously my gay does shit. I did, I did, <laughs> I would always go to my Nolan family Christmas, right? Mm. And dad's one of eight. Yeah. And they're all married and like our family is like one of the smallest with three. There's like 30, I think my sister is number 36 of the first cousins. And then there's Fucking all this, like the first cousins once removed, which Irish is like Malady Catholic. D- like honestly, like you turn up and there were about a hundred fucking people there and not one gay person. And I would turn up <laughs> and I would literally throw my hands in the air and I'd be like, statistically impossible. <laughs> statistically impossible. There is no way. Also ashamed. <laughs> How can this family be so straight? Yeah. No, it's disgusting. Like someone has to be gay here. And the whole time it was yeah. the guy sitting right next to me pouring gravy on my fucking <laughs> potatoes. You idiot. We're not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. I mean, it's fine if that's who you are. Absolutely. I mean, I have many gay friends. My father's gay. Well, it's not always easy to come out, I guess. And sometimes, you know, people don't know about their sexuality or, you know. (laughs) Look, I will say, I will say, right. Mm. So I've been having a laugh (laughs) because for many, many, many years Mm. I've been saying, I just don't even think straight people exist. (laughs) No, I don't either. No, straight people only exist because men are so homophobic mm. that they're like no straight does exist because I but that's me like I would never be with a guy so like it definitely exists and it's like no nah, I don't think it does though but yeah and I, I don't mean to um be rude to my straight friends but when they tell me they're straight I'm like yeah but nah, nah. it's the same as when people are like I would never commit a murder I'm like mm. But under Even, every circumstance, yeah. <laughs> but under there's always Not a circumstance. To tie yeah, like murder. No, and no, no. But I'm saying like you can't totally, say never. Yeah. Like there's no way. Yeah, there's no way that like there's no no yeah. one's in one full camp, right? No. Yes, I agree. I mean, <laughs> I would 
I would say, yeah, I, I think that everyone, like it's a spectrum. It's a bloody oh, spectrum. It, massively. In fact, I don't even think it's a spectrum. I, I think it's a constellation of stars. It's not like this linear mm-hmm. thing where it's like, you know, a straight line, one end straight, one end's gay, mm-hmm. you know, middle's bi. That's like bullshit. Mm. I actually think it's just like a constellation of stars and everyone sort of, depending on who you are and stuff and like mm. life experience and your different tastes and stuff, I just think that there's mm. always someone out there that <laughs> might be a different gender that, yeah. I don't know, that's how I see it. But anyway, mm. you were pretty adamant, weren't you? So <laughs> obviously my... My mom and dad were, you know, that that was that was. I mean, that was the big bombshell. Mm. But I used to say, "Honey, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do this." <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I, I used to say, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, okay." I'm trying. I used to say, well, isn't it funny? Like, Bianca, you ha- you're you like, there's no way. you can- And I'd show you girls and I'm like, when your marriage ended, I was yeah. like, okay, so now it's girls, yeah. right? You've done that. Come on. Like, fuck men. I mean, don't fuck men though. I mean, yeah, don't. Yeah. Like, just get rid of them. Mm. Irrelevant, mm-hmm. you know. And you were like, <laughs> Annie. I am your straightest friend. I don't know that I said that specifically. Because, do you know, again, a little bit embarrassing for me. I told people. I said that, right? Bianca's my straightest friend. My straightest friend. Now, I don't want to do this for you, but, like, would you like to say anything? Um, Yeah. So. uh, (laughs) Okay. I'm bisexual. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. It's a new thing and it's very exciting. And I didn't know, I wasn't sure I'm going to get into it, but like, basically this is, this was my quote unquote coming out. I'm driving down Dinan road in traffic on the phone to Annie. And I'm saying, I just don't know. Like, I don't think I'm like bisexual. I'm on the spectrum. And Annie was like, well, do you want to have sex with women? And I was like, well, I do have sex with women. And you were like, well, <laughs> you're bisexual. That's it. You're coming out. So, um, <laughs> but more has happened since then. But yeah. So I, yeah. And that was, wait, hold on. That, that was, was when your, you had your, you know, your big toe in the water. Yeah. And you now <laughs> have just run up and done a big bomb. I've dived slashed. head first. Yeah. 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 I'm sliding through. You're I'm knee deep in it. Yeah. Wet <laughs> yeah. You yeah, yeah. are. I mean, I'm proud. And do you know what? Mm-hmm. I just keep walking around and you are laughing. I'm like, I'm just so happy. And yeah. you're like, how is it that. I don't know how me. Your. My sexuality. You being less straight. Not that that's how it works, but like. That's how it feels a little mm. bit. I'm like, yay. Oh, yeah. Fucking welcome. The pendulum has swung. Let's say that. When I was at Princeton, I played baseball and football. And back then, football players went both ways. Really? So you went both ways? Yeah, we all did. So let's back up because this is the thing. It's not just like about my sexuality. It's about just like sex in general. I don't know. I don't know how long you listeners have been listening to this podcast, but a few years back, I did an episode about my sex drive and how I just didn't want to have sex. Right. And I was so insecure about sex. I was so uncomfortable around sex. I would cry. 
after having sex, right? Like the disconnect between my head and my heart and my pussy was just fucked up. Like it, it was terrible. And also I think my drinking had something to do with it in that I would rely on alcohol in order to have sex and then I wouldn't have good sex because it would be sloppy sex and I couldn't come and like just like it was a whole thing. Then I had sober sex with my new boyfriend, like when I met him. It was like the first time I had sober sex with a stranger person because I was like sober for the first time. And it was really good. And we have had a lot of sex and it's been a very eye-opening experience for me personally. Because I told him, like, I was like, I'm really like, I'm not good at sex. And he was like, I don't know where you're getting that from because like... You're very into sex. And I was like, oh, I did a whole podcast from having a low libido. And he's like, I've literally. I didn't, I'm, do you know, again, ins- I'm so embarrassed. I did an Instagram story thing on it. Do you remember? No. So it's saved on my page. You can go back and have a look at it. It's like, I'm so proud of my friend. Oh, my God, like, stop. I mean, and also before we throw that too much away, that actually was really valuable too. Because that at that 100%. point in your life was a really big thing to talk about and a lot of people related to it. Mm. But it just goes to show that, like, fuck, life can change. Well, this is the thing, though. What I think I've learnt is, like, yeah, low libido, but also, like, suppressing my libido because I was so uncomfortable around sex and the idea of sex just, like, freaked me out that I would cancel it in my head. It's the same thing, like, with monogamy now now that I'm in an open relationship I can see the difference so you know people always say to me well I could never be in an open relationship because when I'm in love with someone when I'm dating someone I only have eyes for that person I'm only attracted to them and I'm like yeah I used to think that way too but now that I look back on it in hindsight I'm like no I was purposely suppressing my attraction to other people because I couldn't act on it right? Like I couldn't actually indulge in that attraction and I would actually get frustrated. Like if I saw someone and I thought, oh, they're hot, I would immediately then be like, well, you can't hook up with them. And like, cause you're, you have a partner. And then I would like get frustrated at that fact. So it was actually just easier to suppress attraction to other people in, in general. And I think I did the same thing with sex because I didn't enjoy sex. I didn't have a good time. So I would suppress it and shut it down. So when I say low libido, like that absolutely was real. That totally was real, but it wasn't necessarily maybe a physical thing. I think it was like me making that be the case. Cause I was just so uncomfortable with sex that to have to face that, un- that discomfort was more uncomfortable. I would rather just deny that I have sexual feelings at all giving into my sexual feelings has been fucking great and that has taken time. I don't know if it was like even giving in. It was actually like stepping forward. Like you actually had to work for it. Oh, 100%. You had to work for it. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, a little bit of a mind shift. It was like, no. No. You had to shit yourself because like you had to have sex sober with someone and like oh my god the emotions that that like you had to push yourself to do that it's not as easy as your no 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 there's a few things involved I think like one it's so first thing like just in just in having sober sex there are a few things like one giving in to pleasure two meditating really helped me because I became more in tune with my body and also I think like age and maturity right like Mm. when I was younger I was more concerned about how I looked or I fucking cared about 
if the guy was enjoying it. Like I was like, oh, I hope he thinks I'm good and was just like basically doing anything I could to make sure that he had a good time. But as I got older and respected men much less, I was like... I was like, well, I don't really give a shit if he thinks it's good because like me just attending is is good for him, right? So like I would just be like, you know, having sex with someone and I'd say, you didn't make me come, so I'm just going to do that for myself now. Or can I just pull out a toy because I want to get myself up? Whereas like younger Bianca wouldn't do that because it was almost- You just kind of, you faked it with as they were coming. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. And so that was like the first thing. I think it was like growing into myself. That was like a really big part. A second thing, I guess, has been having, now that I am in a, an open relationship, I get to explore. And I think that has been really good because I get to explore- with someone that I love and trust. Mm. So, for example... You kind of, in a way, had your hand held to yes. to go through it with someone. Yeah. That, you know, and the person that you're doing, like the person that you're being sexual with and exploring sexuality with mm. was very sexual before oh you. Oh, my God. Like really sexual before you. So you've gone from like sort of pretty much inexperienced mm. and not and much afraid. exposure and, and, afraid. and afraid yeah to being able to hold your hand with someone that's like hey no I'll show you the ropes yeah 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 so like we had a threesome right uh, just earlier this year because he was like oh that would be really fun and I was like yeah sure it would like mm. I'm terrified um, and it was a really good time. <laughs> I will say though, like I was so in my fucking head over this threesome Mm. because I was like, oh. I think though, don't you think though that you're always in your head the first time you do anything? Yeah, unless you're like, you know, doing a stand-up show and you're (laughs) (laughs) I literally, oh my God, see how I was like late on delivering that Um, because I was daydreaming? Fuck my life. If you're in a stand-up show, uh, you might trail off, but yeah, otherwise. (laughs) No, it's really bad. No, 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 no. okay. No, totally. I mean, I'm always in my head, but like, yeah, don't you think that anything that you do Yes. First time yes. is always going to be a little bit like, mm. yes. Well, this is a thing, right? Because like I definitely have really good sex with my boyfriend and like it was a real learning curve and he was like really understanding of the fact that like, yeah, I was having sober sex for the first time and also I was having sex with a new person for the first time when I met him because I was sleeping with the same person for five years uh, because I'd been obviously married. And so uh, he was really understanding and I was like almost worried that like, yeah, I was having this like sexual awakening in a way, but like it was so tied to him. Him, yes. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. so I was like, oh, you know. I expressed that concern. Yeah. I'm like, when we started like opening up the relationship and sleeping with other people, he kept being like, why don't you go sleep with someone else? And I was so terrified. I was like, I can't, I, uh, I can't do it. And like, then I started like shame spiraling on myself being like, ah, like you can only fuck him. Right. Because you're comfortable with him. Like you can't do this. <laughs> like you want to live the life of a slut, but you don't have it in you. So then the, the first sexual experience that we had together, uh, like, yeah, the first person I had sex with outside of our relationship was with him. Pretty sure. I did have sex with a guy on my own, but I don't know if that was before or after this. No, it was definitely after. Yeah, it was after, after. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Relation, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to share that with them. I'm sorry. It's yeah, still, no, I, like, so funny. Yeah, it is funny. Uh, my boyfriend, funny for new time listeners, not because we're assholes, but because Bianca is Croatian. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and we- she doesn't <laughs> like Croatian men. I don't like Croatian men, right? And like as a Croatian woman, that's my right. I should not like them yep. because yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. So uh, we were going to have a threesome. I was nervous because, you know, I've not met a stranger from the internet and had like a threesome with them. I've never done this before. And she rocked up. She was 23, right? <gasps> yeah, I know. I know. Like, I, I know, right? I feel terrible about that. Uh, but so she was 23 and I'm talking to her and I was just like shocked. Kids these days. Kids these days. <laughs> like I was like, she, they have no, like, I don't, I, I don't, I think like looking back on it now, I can't believe how much slut shaming occurred in my life but also my generation that the younger generation just does not deal with like yeah. it's totally fine for them to meet someone on the internet and have a threesome and I'm not saying that that's like that was never okay for us but like I was slut shamed so much when I lost my virginity like I yeah. got grounded for six months because like oh you're gonna get it yeah you're gonna get a reputation um like everyone around school was talking about it like it ingrained in my head do you know slut shaming oh fuck me I remember that this is like how fucked up our time was. I remember I had an accident and I was in a neck brace Mm. and the rumour around school is she can't be that bad because her boyfriend went over and she gave him head. Uh, I know. Did you give him head? No. Are you? (laughs) I was in a fucking neck brace and I remember turning back up to school because, you know, boys back then were just such fucking – well, and probably still now – Okay, maybe not. That's strange. But he would have probably said that he did or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, the person that has been in a neck brace. Yeah. Are you fucking Yeah, that's fucked up. And everyone just thought I was like the biggest slut ever. Yeah. And like, you know, can't even, even in a neck brace, she still wants a dick in her mouth. Like, honestly, oh, I hate. No one wants a dick in her mouth. No, do you know what? I hate men of our generation. Oh. Men of our generation. Yeah, massively. They're either two things, right? They're absolute massive, like, dude, bro, fucking losers that, you know, or they're they're self-proclaimed feminists that are just talk shit. I think that, I I will say, I think that since the Me Too movement, there has been a shift, a very slight shift, but I think that people are learning. Then again, the Australian government just brought out a fucking milkshake Milkshake consent video. So, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Are you trying to make me afraid of my own sexuality? (gasps) No, no, Jesse. Oh, my God. Are you slut shaming me? I I would never slut shame you. Are you the patriarchy? (gasps) Oh, my God. Of course not. So this young girl... 23 and I was just like I'm in awe of you because I couldn't do what you're doing and like this is nothing to her she was like oh this is my third threesome this week like it's no big deal to her anyway so we go back to my boyfriend's house and we're about to have the threesome Uh, I'm making out with her and sorry I will just say I did say this on my podcast uh, episode but I don't have the audio for it so I'm just gonna say it here my boyfriend was not in the room when we were making out because he was lighting essential oils, which like, I don't, whatever. But then he came into the room <laughs> and this is true. This is not an exaggeration. He came into the room with a smudge stick and was like, 
<laughs> saging the room, clearing the room for bad spirits. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. And he was like, would you like some? And I was like, I don't even know how to answer that question. How do I take the sage? I don't I love that. And then she was like, I'll have it. And he's like saging her up. And I was like, okay, who the fuck are you? I don't want to have sex with you. Um, Anyway, so then, uh, so I'm so in my head. First reason. So I'm in the middle uh, of making out with her. Then he comes over on the couch and he starts making out with her. And it's like at that moment that it dawns on me, like, oh yeah, I'm going to have to watch my boyfriend fuck someone else. Like I had literally not even thought about it because I was that in my head. And then I was like, well, you better get used to it because this shit is happening. So that was my first sexual experience. And like, I was... Ah, it was good. I was glad I did it. I was kind of surprised I did it. It's all in your head and stuff. And it's kind of like that that thing where it's like, okay, well, that's done. Yes. Okay. I've done it once. Now I know what to expect for the next time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was kind of like a learning curve. I wasn't as present. And because I was so concerned in my head. Right. Then the next week I had sex with the Croatian guy. And then, uh, I was like, well, I'm on a roll. I'll do another threesome. So then I had another threesome uh, where I was definitely more into it and I was really enjoying it. And that was with another woman. She was 23 too. Oh, my God. Like, it's bad. I've got to start with the youngins. <laughs> okay. Like, got to stop. Uh, but, yeah. So, anyway, that was, like, a really good experience. And I was like, oh, okay. I got to like play around with her a little bit more than I had with the other girl because like this time it was more present. Can I also say, I'm just, a, you know how I've got this thing where I have to insert myself yeah. into your story. Uh-huh. So I am. Um, uh, yeah, I, I would love to know where you're <laughs> popping up in this one. Because you fucking call me nonstop. And <laughs> I then said to you, I was like, you know, because I want to know the details. I'm like, mm. so did you, you know cunnilingus mm. and like what were you do- and you're like mm, I probably wouldn't go there like you keep you keep doing you keep going a certain amount and you're like yeah. yep but that's where it ends I'm not going to the next bit I'm just gonna reach my limit like I'm yep. it's a learning process yeah. yeah I'm like okay well we've done that and I and, and each time I just I call bullshit yeah I go <laughs> okay right well no see. I'm like okay well that was like what I was comfortable with then maybe next time right yeah so then a few weeks ago I had a foursome and like it just – Wait, hold on. This is the funniest story though. Can we please – Oh, I don't know. No, we have to. They're not going to see me again. Like, fuck it. I'm not going to see them again. Okay, so we had a foursome and this was with another couple. <laughs> no, okay. All right. Honestly. I don't – okay. You know – okay, so this is the thing. I've – I've been around. Okay, I've had sex before. Get trust around, me. Get yeah. Around, get and you know when someone is just like fucking you, like a jackhammer, like too aggressive, far too aggressive. I like, mean, it hasn't happened in a long time because again, I've been in a mo- monogam- monogamous relationship the last ten years, but I absolutely have been there. Yeah, like where it's Jack just like rabbit. Yeah. Like, like. I don't know if you can hear that, but like that. Yeah. And you're like, oh, when stop? Like, I don't. Anyway, this has never happened to me before, but this is how it also. Sorry, backtrack. You, there were, it was a man and a woman, mm-hmm. and then it was you and your partner. So yeah. two women, two men, and you were sort of in. You said to me, "You're like I was sort of into her, not so into him. Wasn't that into him? But, but I knew that there was going to be couple swap, right. Right? right? So whatever. And I was like, whatever. Like they're here. They're uh, at my house. And it's also that oh, you know. Well, this is can't the thing. leave him out. I will it's say, well, you can't, can you? You can't be like, we'll all play together. Can you just sit there? <laughs> like, 
No, but the thing is, though, as well, what I will say is that, like, going into this group sex thing, everyone says that, like, a bisexual woman is the unicorn, quote, unquote, unicorn, right? Like, it's so hard to find a bisexual woman. Fucking no, it's not. It is so hard to find a couple where the guy is as fuckable as the girlfriend because so often the girl is gorgeous and then she's just with such a dud guy. And you're like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like... Can we just have her? Because I don't want... I'm going to have to fuck yeah. that guy and I don't want to. Yeah, you've, sh- you've been showing me. Oh, <laughs> it's, I mean, I just know that even... In, I don't need to fuck You don't even to need to know fuck them that. to know that, right? Every single... Actually, do you know what? Not Sorry to throw all the men I know under the bus, but guess what? Your woman is better than you. A hundred... <laughs> all of my... All of my that friends... That is a fact. All of my girlfriends... Mm. Like, I'm sorry. No. All of the heterosexual relationships I know... Yeah. I'm like, look at her... I look genuinely, I look at men sometimes and I'm like, how, like you've, you've done a fucking magic trick. Like what, what is it? How mm. did you get this woman? I think that about my own With boyfriend. Your, but like, <laughs> also, you, I'm like, how did you do this? Like I'm the woman. And I'm like, do you realize how lucky you are? Uh, because yeah, see, no, you're see. And this is what must happen right in these women's minds is they think like you, but you definitely, I mean, yeah. Anyway, I love my boyfriend. I love him too, <laughs> but like you're definitely the catch. But anyway, whatever. But but that's just the way it is with like I just think that way about it's every single woman and man. Women are just generous. Keep going. Yeah, we're charitable and we have mm. to be, right? Mm. Like because yeah. There's not much to wait for. Anyway, so we're having the foursome. He's jackrabbiting really hard. So hard that he Jack rabbited himself out of the condom. <laughs> I, don't, I It's not. I don't know. That's never, never happened to happened. me. That's never happened to me before. <laughs> where a guy has literally like <laughs> Do you know like he just stopped and I was like, what? What we are gathered here today in the name of love. And though we may walk through the valley of technical difficulties. For everyone listening, which is everyone, um, (laughs) the fucking computer just broke down. We lost all the data. Like the episode has disappeared and has, at 44 minutes in, has cut up into six seconds. So if you're listening at this point, I just want you to know because I just foresee a lot of work ahead of me. So if you're listening to this episode, just know... Uh What's like 10 times, that's 440 little tiny files that'll have to be stitched together. I'm honestly going to cry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, we can outsource it. We'll do something. Anyway, I'm sorry. But like, anyway, so he was jackrabbiting me. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Like, this is it. I talk about getting fucked and then I literally get fucked. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this guy's jackrabbiting me. He stops having sex. I was your heart. It was so good. It was so good. God damn it. I'm getting jackrabbited. He stops and I go, what is going on? Like, obviously, I have a moment of relief because, thank God, that stopped. It stopped, right? And then he like slowly pulls out the condom that was left in me. He was completely out. Okay. His entire body is Here's out of me. Here's my thing, right? Mm-hmm. 
I'm not saying that I wouldn't have believed you. I believe you. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you think it's, like, validating that there were two other people in the room to actually bear witness to this? Oh, thank God, yeah. Absolute, like, no one. That's (laughs) never happened. No one batted an eyelid. Like, it was – they thought it was normal. Did your boyfriend be like – was he just like, wow, I didn't even know that could happen? Yeah, actually, I – we didn't even really talk about it. I did say to him, though, I was like, well, isn't that just proof that, like, that was – out of control, like out of control, <laughs> it madness. Uh, so, it was okay, shit. it was well, it wasn't shit. It was a good experience. I'm glad I had the experience because, again, it's just like me learning to be more comfortable with right. my sexuality, learning to have sober sex, experiencing pleasure, putting myself out of my comfort zone, and being, I guess, surprised with what I can do. Because before, I used to struggle just having sex with a solitary man. There's Why would anyone do that? <laughs> no, but like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's a struggle to have to bring myself to do that act. I mean, but I mean, why would I be stressed about that? Like, who, who could care less, yeah. right? So that was that. Uh, now, at this point, I'm still like, yeah, I don't know if I'm bisexual, right? You're very happy to be like, be, I think you're bisexual. And I'm like, I totally, I get it that there's a spectrum. Like yeah. I'm, I'm saying, obviously, I'm somewhere on the spectrum. I'm not your straightest friend. We can. Well, no, well, actually, I think you are my straightest friend <laughs> up until Turns that point. Yeah, that uh, maybe I don't actually have any straight friends. I don't. You, right? Yeah, I don't know any. I don't know anyone that's really like super het, right? I can think of maybe one friend that I know. I reckon maybe, and maybe and that's only because she's in a monogamous relationship. My mom, but I yeah, think, like, okay. Also, she's a bit triggered. Yeah, she does not. <laughs> she's not supporting the rainbow right now. No, she came in and I have like rainbow dog jumpers, and I was like, "What about this for your dog?" And Mum's like, mm, "No, I don't. Th- I don't think. I just it's not, not right me. now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely, Annie. But maybe just not for me right no. now. And I feel like this year is really about like the year of just realizing stuff, and everyone around me were all just like realizing things. So. At this point, I'm like, you know what? I definitely am attracted to women and I like exploring with women. And like, I want to like, yeah, see where that goes, right? (laughs) So I fucked a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I had sex on the weekend. No, but it's more than that. It's more than that. Why is it more than that? Because you're like in the community. Like, you'll be driving a Subaru before we know it. Yeah. No. No, so you mm. – it's not like you just had sex with a woman. You ah. went out <laughs> to Stop a, it. I don't want to talk about this because what if she listens to it and hears this? Cute. I've been on your Instagram, uh. girl, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there's nothing that slips by me. Yeah, I had a good look on their Instagram. Yeah, I Love know. It. Yeah, God. Also, oh. just want to say, like, people that have got closed Instagrams, I get it. Like, very cute. You really care I'm about s- privacy, but yeah. annoying for me. I care not for the private yeah. Instagram. Do you know what, as well? Because, like, I don't want – so I'll just follow people, you know. Mm. Like, people will DM me and we'll be, like, chatting for a bit. And I'm like, you're funny. I'm going to give you a follow. Mm. But if their account is private, I'm like, oh – No, I don't want to because I don't want to have to like, what if you deny me? So like, what if you're like, no. One of my employees that works for me is American, happens to also be lesbian, you know? Hey, what up, girl? Yeah. Um, 
she so she's American and she has this theory that Australians have their Instagram on private. She's like, Americans never. And then I came here and you just can't stalk anyone. Like yeah. stalk in inverted commas, of course. But she goes, I just it's so different. Yeah. She goes, it's, I don't know. In America it's just like land of the free, like there's nothing you can do, you know, if there's something you don't like, well just you know, look the other way or I'm allowed to be myself, whatever. Uh, this is her theory. Uh, sorry, just, Americans are like that. I'm allowed to be myself. They stormed the Capitol oh, and they don't I wear know, masks. I know, but I mean like <laughs> as in that freedom of speech. Oh, like, I'm well stuff aware. That they, they love that. Yeah, they love it. They love it. it. Love yeah. it. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> they love it up. And then like she came here and she was just shocked. Mm. She's like, people are all on private. Yeah. yeah. It is frustrating to me when people are on private. I don't like it. I mean, I get it. You need privacy. But at the same time, what world are you living in where you think you're private? Because yeah. like you're caught on camera something like 60 times a day. People are looking at you. People are watching you. People can, people can find your shit. Just stop yeah. being private, babe. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I went out on the weekends. So, yeah. I don't want to tell well, the I'm whole story. I'm starting to think like that Tiger is in hot water. Put it that way. Because <laughs> I'm starting to think that maybe you're not even bi. I think like already oh. – you know, I, I'm serious. I'm starting to think that maybe, I don't know, I reckon this is a slippery slope. <laughs> okay, and it's I definitely slippery because there is right some wet-ass pussy just slipping me around. Like I am, it's just like I'm dripping constantly and I'm sliding down oh the slippery God. slope. Yeah, oh, what? that's TMI. I that's know. TMI. I talked about the jack ha- like the jackhammer <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's fine. But like me being like, oh, yeah, no, I have vaginal juices. Okay. <laughs> That yeah, was TMI. <laughs> okay. I recognise when I've gone over the line. Do you know what it is? It's just, I don't know. I don't want to think about your juices. I feel like you're too close to me. I mean, I'm also like. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't know. Look, it's fine. Look, a, va- a vagina should be moist. I know. So. I've never had a problem with the word never, moist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we've addressed this Absolutely. Before. Really love it. So, yeah, no. Everything good is moist. I, yeah, I had a good time. On the weekend. Wait. So you went out <laughs> yeah. and you went to a lesbian what? Like a party. Yeah. I don't want to say the name of it because the name is shockingly bad. Okay. So it's just like a <laughs> it's like a lesbian event run once a month. And I'm not saying any more because yeah, no, the fine. name is shockingly bad. I have had a few people ask what it is because yeah. after <laughs> hearing your successes, they um, would like to go along. But okay, no, it's exclusive. And you went along, yeah, like rocked up straight away, already had people like pretty keen on you. Then you mm. had a pash on the dance floor with someone else. Well, some, someone came up to me. And this is a thing as well that I like, so I'm so new into the whole, you know, I'm a baby bi, okay, baby bi, new to this. And I'm open about that, you know, at the the party, uh, this women were coming up to me and I was like, oh, like just, oh, I'm not a lesbian, like I'm, I'm bi, like I'm, I'm learning it, whatever. And this girl was like really almost like, discounting mm-hmm. my sexuality. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to bisexuality. Yeah, sh- just like questioning me being yeah. like, well, like, do you like, well, what do you find? Like, yeah, you can appreciate women, but like, are you attracted to them? And I was like, well, yeah, I was like, I don't like, I hate to have to explain it to you this way. But like when I think of some women that I've met before and who like I've been intimate with, 
I feel it in my loins. Like I want to fuck them. Like it's, I'm attracted to these women, right? Like, and also like fuck off with like having to justify who you are. Yeah. But I just, I, I, no, I totally, I mean, there is a part of me that gets it on both sides. Like I know that there are people that just float around not being I mean, willy nilly. No, willy nilly. And I understand that there's people, actually, the bottom line is people that aren't, um, I'm genuine about who they are. Fuck people over. For example, let my dad pretending he was straight mm. fuck my mum over. Mm-hmm. But then I get it from a lesbian standpoint. They hate it when like there's maybe women that um I don't know, maybe just exploring who they are rather than like actually genuinely in it and then take them for a ride and they're mm. not actually I don't know. I, I look, I do get that part. However, as a bisexual, it's fucking so yeah. frustrating when people discount who you are. Well, uh, it's constantly. Absolutely. Like both sides of the camp are like, are you in or are you out? And it's like, yeah, uh, but also I think what's frustrating is like uh, for me, I had obviously hooked up with women before, but like in my generation, in my generation, it was always like, almost for the male gaze. It was like, you know, Katy Perry, I kissed a girl and I liked it. I'm like, well, I've made out with women before and like, yeah, I like it, but I don't know that I'm like that into it. You just didn't it. have the fucking chance. But at the same time, like, you know, so I, I understand how like maybe they're like, oh, are you are you doing it for like reasons that you want to do it? Like but even fuck, like what? I don't have to justify it to you. If I'm having sex with you, I presume I'm into it, right? Like what What different – like why do you need to know where I yeah. sit on the spectrum? I don't get it. I think it's like – I think it's more of like a dating thing too. Right. Okay. But then, you know, and then like I think that's – I mean uh, that's fair. But then what's the difference between but then being like with per- a lesbian that just doesn't want to date people? But also like, like I, I just don't understand. Like protect yourself – against getting too attached to someone based on their sexuality. Like it's not on that person to be like gay enough for you mm. for you to not get hurt. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, 100%, yeah. like just you protect yourself but like you can't get mad at them if they're not like quote unquote gay enough. That makes no sense. Anyway, so I was making out with her and like she was hot. I was attracted to her but I was kind of like, oh, like questioning in my head because she like made me question who I am and like what I'm into that I was kind of like not super into it because I was like, well, am I bisexual? Like maybe I'm not, maybe I've bitten up more than I can chew. Like she's like making me question my sexuality. And I was and like, do you know, I, sorry to interrupt, but I like, do you know what also pisses me off? Like that is an okay thing as well. You are absolutely mm-hmm. like it is, is so taboo to just be fucking questioning. You know, it's it's it doesn't have to um, yeah. be discredited and you are absolutely allowed to just not know. You're yeah. allowed to not know. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to change your mind. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be fluid. Mm-hmm. Like that is totally okay. And another thing that's frustrating as well is like if someone says to you like, are you bisexual and, and you're straight? Because this has happened to me before. And I'd be like, no, I'm straight. And then they would be like, oh, you just haven't tried. I'm like, yeah. okay. But it's if, always, I, try, but if yeah. I try, apparently, like, what are you doing? Because you're not, like, no, fully you, gay. Why yeah. are you getting in on this turf? It's yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, can I 
can a bitch live? Like, I just don't understand. Yeah. How am I supposed to? Like, because really what that girl did to me on Sunday actually, like, closed me off as opposed to opening me up, right? Totally. But then at the it's same- It's gatekeeping. It's gate. Gate. Gatekeeping. You are just how about stand aside, mm. you shithead, and, <laughs> like, let people be themselves. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was it was a strange experience. However, turned out it was <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, so I left her and there, ha- there was a girl who I had been hanging out with that day and I had a little bit of a crush and I was like kind of into her and I was like, I do want to make out with her. But here's the thing. I cannot genuinely tell if a woman is into me. I don't. I just can't tell. Like because when I flirt with a woman, it's almost the same as me just talking to a woman. Because I'm like, oh my god, you're so hot. <laughs> and then like, and they're like, oh my god, you're hot too. And I'm like, wait, are we flirting or? <laughs> That's what you're or always. Am I? Yeah, I'm because I'm always just like that, right? Uh, so I couldn't tell if she was like into me. But then we were dancing, and she like put her arm on me, and I was like, okay, like maybe. But then she took her arm away, and I was like, okay put it back so she put her arm back on me and then I like held her hand and I was like on your lower back on my lower on my butt yeah I know I know the details okay anyway so myself we uh ended up making out and and then I was like no I'm I'm definitely into this like yes and so then she came back to my house and look at you like streaking your little <laughs> slut strap. You know the, the little piece of hair that's hanging from your yeah, head? Slut strap. Like remember when you're at school and you used yeah, to have slut That traps? was my look. Yeah, that. So, yeah. Oh my, my god. Look. And you're like stroking it as you're telling the story. Ah, I love well, it. I'm embarrassed. Um Yeah, because I'm mostly embarrassed because what if she hears this? This is embarrassing for me. Hey babe, what's up? <laughs> um yeah, and then we went back to my house and she was saying like, she was like, oh, I'm a bit nervous because you're sober and like I've had a few drinks and I was like, why would that make you nervous? And she was like, oh, because like the pressure's on for me to be good. And I was like, babe, this is my first time. Like I have nothing to compare it to other than sex with men. So I think you're in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, I'm sure. Um, and she definitely had it. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. So yeah, I had a really good time. And yes, uh I messaged you the next day and I was like, just letting you know, like, I've got some news for you. (laughs) Um, First of all, like, yeah, I went out last night, hooked up with two girls, brought one home with me, can confirm 100%. I am bisexual. Yes, uh, it's confirmed. Fucking knew it. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that, like, you know, you just said, oh, it's so annoying when people like, (laughs) (laughs) but you're not, you're not like, and you're like, I'm straight. And then I'm like, no, but you're not. But seriously, I told you so. Mm, Fucking knew it. Yeah. Well, oh, I don't know. I think, yeah, it's crazy. And now I'm just like. A whole new world. No, I'm just like. Open up. Like I was already so disappointed with men. Mm. This does not add to their case. Like this is not how. (laughs) Like I honestly. Getting more and more irrelevant (laughs) by the minute. Like literally by the second. My thing is, and this is something that I want to create. And I don't know if there's any property developers out there that can do this. But like let's create a gated community just for women, right? Could you imagine what that would Mm. be like? Could you imagine if you lived in like a female-owned society and you could just like walk from the park home at night? right? Because it's just women that live there and there's like no 
No danger. Oh, could you, Bianca, as if every woman hasn't thought of this like utopia. Yeah, but why are we not making it? You know, like, we don't need men in the house. We don't you know, need in them the in land the- before time when they like find the mm. beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they come over the mountain, they look, and there's yeah. like a waterfall. Yeah. I just imagine that, like, just women. Yeah. They're like tits out, whatever, and just yeah. like, oh. Well, the thing is, men, I was always like, they? yeah, like, I mean, 100%, but I've always been like, well, like, you would surely want to have sex with a man. No, I don't think you would. I don't think you'd miss it. I don't think you'd miss it. No. You wouldn't. No. Who's going to – who would – if that ex society existed, what person would be like, oh, wouldn't mind if a man came in? No, we don't want or need them. Yeah. I guess it's probably because I've got a big lesbian crush on you. I really love this for you. Thank you. I love this for me. Yeah, I don't know how it, I how mean, does I'm it living affect vicariously. you? vicariously. Yeah, I know. You're living vicariously through me now. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I feel like you've told a lot of sex stories, so maybe I should share. I attempt... <laughs> I got off the phone talking to you. You literally talked to me for about an hour or about your sex debates. And um, it's great. Thanks. It's really good. Yeah. At like Carrie Bradshaw fucking she wishes. She had the juice <laughs> of like, you know. Yeah. Um, And so interesting, living vicariously. Yeah. Then I get into bed with my husband. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I think, do you know what? I'm oh, horned but, up. You know, this is like Bianca's <laughs> doing it. Me and Liam start having sex yeah. and about, I don't know, a few minutes in, we were just like, stop doing what we're doing. And I'm like, not I'm, both of us just look at each other and we're like, are you bored? And he's like, yep. Yeah. And I'm like, me too. Uh, and we just stopped. <laughs> that was it. And I'm not going to lie, like, I don't want you to get a little bit too ahead yourself, <laughs> but like your head did pop up. In my brain. Like, oh, you were again. thinking of me. Yeah. You were thinking of me while you were having sex. Way. No, 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 no. Okay, obviously not in a sexual way because if you were thinking of me in a sexual way, you would have kept going. I no, assume. I, if I you would have vomited. <laughs> I would have vomited. while having sex and then you're like, yeah, I have I to stop. I couldn't even look at you if that was the case. <laughs> There's no fucking way, mate. Don't look at you walking no. on, on into my fucking space <laughs> and now you think that I've got your hot feet. No. No, 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 no. I'm saying that... It would not be a compliment to me if you're like if you were having a sexy thought about me and then that made you stop having sex. That's not a compliment. Like you're yeah, saying yeah. to me, like don't get your get a big no. head, and I'm like I'm not because oh. it sounds fucking awful. Okay, yeah, okay. Right. I'm upset well, that you. The way that you came in to my <laughs> head was, and again, remember that I daydream. All oh, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, your thing. You know, I daydream on stage, mm. like in the middle of our conversation. Can't imagine how sex goes for you then. Yeah, I genuinely it's actually quite no I'm not joking when I say it's actually quite hard for me in sex because yeah if if you don't have me really present it's like it's actually really hard to come with the brain that I've got no 100% because I'm not present no absolutely absolutely does that make sense no no totally because I like medit that's what I mean when I say meditating helped me because you can like quieten your mind and just focus on the pleasure that's happening mm. around you. Whereas before my brain was just muddled. Like who yeah. fucking knows what's oh, going and on? And I try to do that. Actually, I just like really internally try and focus and get like all mm-hmm. horned up. Yeah. But still, you know, I'll think about, you know, if ants fall, do they break their legs? You know, things like that. Wait, I'm, anyway, I'm, 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 I did think about that. Anyway. No, no, you have to stop. <laughs> Ants falling over like he just fell no, down he, or he fell off like from a, a height. bench. <laughs> if he fell from a height, would he break his leg? 
I don't know. But anyway, so that's, I don't know. That's just something I've been thinking of lately. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. So, I mean, that is a thought that I did have. But I. Oh my God. I know, it's really hard. Okay. So, I was having sex with my husband, and you just happened to fucking come into my head. What up? And you literally were saying to me, Mm. oh, here's a story. Like, you know, do something. Kind of like, come on. I've got stories. I'm coaching you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, Annie, pull your finger out. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, l- let him do it in your bum or something. I don't know. I would like, never. Have something to tell Bianca. <laughs> do something different. And instead you thought, I'll just give up. And the pressure got too much. I just, I honestly, I was like, oh, stop. And so in my head, and then I just went to Liam. I was like, nah, nah, I can't do this. And I just... I honestly lost my heart on so hard, like so easily. And then, yeah, I just jumped off and we kind of looked at each other and were like, yep, so it's been 11 years together. Yep. So cool. Actually 12, I think. But anyway, so that's my sexcapades. I'm, I'm so sorry that I popped into your head like that. I do have a point to make in regards to this because I've been studying uh, a lot about sex and I can – give you some tips in another episode oh, on yeah, how totally. to be more That'd present be during sex. We can do that. I, and because I know Dr. Carl, you know, off Triple J. Oh, my God. I, I literally love- thought you were talking about Dr. Carl from Neighbours. And I was like, what? Oh, Carl no. and Susan. No, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who Dr. Carl is. What? You seriously? Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Guys, I don't listen to the radio. Yeah, but he's like got a podcast, books. He's on like every fucking show. He's just like this really cool, love him. Okay. Yeah, anyway. um, Actually a little bit horny for Dr. Carl because I'm really attracted to people. Yeah, or maybe think about him in bed instead of ants breaking their knees. Um, So Dr. Carl said, and I I completely agree, that your brain – you know, your, bi- your most important sexual organ is your brain. Yeah, big time. Oh, duh. Duh. And it's really hard when my brain just can't yeah, sound tired. Yeah, yeah, to- totally, totally, you know? totally. Yeah, 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 anyway. yeah. I'm with you. Um, look, well, we can do that. We can do an episode on that. Okay. I'd love to help you and the other listeners because obviously I – I'm an expert now. No, I'm not an expert, but no, I – No, you are. No, no, I would say that – uh, uh, considering I've gone on this very big journey, I am fully aware of how 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 hard it can be, and and how hard when like you're. And I'm not saying that this is hard for you in the sense of like it's hard for you to have sex. It's just hard for you to stay focused and have sex. But mm. like I know how hard and heartbreaking it is um, not having a good sex life, and and I know that it's easy to downplay it when you're in that. I know you're saying that we'll talk about this on the next next episode, but like it's like simple things. Okay, so mm. Liam is really quiet. I mean, just in life, yeah. Generally, just a very he is quiet, quiet, yeah, very quiet, very yeah. quiet person. And I'm like, talk to me. Talk to me. Talk dirty to me. Talk to me Mm -hmm. because that will keep me present. Like Mm. if you're talking to me, like, you know, I have to hear it, respond to it. You know, I'm there with it. And he doesn't fucking talk. I'm like, just talk. And then (laughs) one time then he was like, oh, and because he's like fucking way too disrespectful and not just like, oh, I slap you around. Mm. No, he's like, my, what 
gorgeous breasts. And I was like, oh, get <laughs> fucked. No, no, I want you to say now dirty you're things. pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop being so respectful. But anyway. Um, yeah, no, no. So when you say talk during sex, you, do you mean dirty talk or do you mean just like, you're like, Liam, what do you think would happen Honestly, to an ant? If he, if he had a running commentary, like the football of like what we were doing, that would be good. At least I'd be there. Oh, it, you know, it, it's picking from behind. <laughs> That's the best joke I've ever made on this podcast. <laughs> For football lovers, they won't get it though. Yeah, I'll oh, fuck. Okay, well. Uh, for people that don't know football, when Liam took a mark in the grand final and which you won and played amazing, <laughs> the one massive tagline of what? that grand final was picking from behind because he took a mark over someone's back. But anyway, yeah, yeah. picking does do me from behind, behind sometimes. So, <clears throat> excellent. So, look, anyway, sorry, we got to wrap this up. Me. No, no, because um, I out of the closet. Not that you ever, you know, you can't just didn't even know the closet existed. I didn't know I was living know. in a closet. You didn't know. Yeah, it it's was kind it, of like it was like a Narnia. mime. It was like a mime closet. Like I, yeah. the glass ceiling had to break. Yeah, you, you just, know, you it was, have no idea where you've been. I, uh, where? Yeah, I'm and just I like, was just viewing you from the other side. I was like, "Oi, come out!" And you're yeah. like, "I'm not even fucking in here." I'm not in, but I actually was. I was yeah. in a box. That yeah, um, cute. So, but I really love that. And welcome. Yeah, super great. Here I am, and. I'm sure we have a lot of people listening that will be very happy to know that you are ready for the taking. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Ready for the taking. I yes. mean, I'm so fucking boring compared to you. You're just like, you're not I bo- mean, no. Well, look, I shave pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I there shave pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just like all about it now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. We've, we both have pussy in our lives. Just very. You have different. like all of it. Oh my God. Mm. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>